Welcome to Behind the Goggles podcast. In this episode, I chat with Denise Clark. Denise was born in New Zealand, but has lived in Melbourne for the past eight years. In July 2013, Denise was diagnosed with multiple meningiomas, benign brain tumours. As part of her rehab, after 18 months of treatment, she found herself swimming laps at Paran Pool. This then led to her swimming out at Brighton Baths and taking up the challenge of open water swimming. Listen as Denise talks about the highs and lows of open water swimming, including the Rottnest Island Swim in Perth and the English Channel. Enjoy. Good morning, Denise. Nice to meet you and thanks very much for coming down to the Paran Pool for the Behind the Goggles podcast. Hi, Jane. It's lovely here, isn't it? Very nice, very nice morning. Tell me a little bit about how you started your open water swimming because I know that's the prime thing that you do. Did you well, do it, it is now. Pool? It yeah. is now. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a few years ago. It was um, mainly the, the pool. In fact, a few, up until, I don't know, four, three, four years ago, the, the longest stud swim was four and a half k's. Um, so yeah, this whole um, open water swimming started probably in about May 2015 when I, um, I was at, at Brighton Baths and somebody mm-hmm. said, oh, do you like swimming? I'm like, yes. And, and um, this lady invited me out to join the open water swimmers at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. And I sort of said, well, yeah, but you all, you know, sort of, you don't wear wetsuits, you know, it's winter. <laughs> And she said, it's okay, you can wear a wetsuit. I'm like, okay. And it was something like nine degrees. I'm like, oh my goodness. Anyway, it's I rocked up, cold. rocked up on Saturday morning, eight o'clock, and in my wetsuit, and off I went. Um, must have been the end of May, beginning of June, because my second swim um, was the winter solstice. <laughs> and that was, of course, a night swim, and I've never swum, well, first of all, I'd only been outside the baths in the open water if you like once before and now <laughs> I was sort of my second swim I was in the dark and everyone took off because I'm sort of not a fast swimmer mm. um, and here I was left sort of floundering around <laughs> in the ocean and it was just amazing the moon was out you could see the bottom um, Did you it, see the bottom? Yeah it was just amazing it was oh. just beautiful and um, yeah I swam sort of around the marina and around and about and back and oh. And thought I could do this, but um, at that stage only in a wetsuit um, because, like I said, it was nine degrees. It was really cold. Very cold. I don't know how they. And what kind of? um, Did you just have a regular cap on, or did you have a sort of a thermal cap? Because that's the bit that really, aside from your hands and your feet, if your brain, well, for you, but if your head is cold. Yeah, ice cream head. Yeah. Um, I just had a cap on, Mm. um, but some people do swim with those warmer. Yes. Tight caps on, but yeah, I um, I mean, I was pretty naive. I just sort of put on my wetsuit and cap and goggles, and off I went. went and th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thought, oh yeah, this is cold. <laughs> but um, put on a brave face, and um, yeah, and and it, it was. 
Um, yeah. And even now, sort of like hate getting in, but it's actually quite warm there now. It's, it's up to about 16 at the moment. So. And you don't have a wetsuit? Don't we, no, no. So when I started in May, I thought, right, when the water warms up to 14, I will take off the wetsuit. And yep. that's what I did in October. And um, at the same time, decided I would swim Rotnest, um, Perth, or Cottesloe Beach to Rotnest, which is 19.7k swim, mm. which was way outside That's my comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never done anything so, quite so crazy. Mm. And um, so I took up training with a coach, which I hadn't done for many, many years. Well, I don't think I'd really had a coach, anyway. Um, and decided to train to swim this, this 19.7k's and loved it and you know did more out in the open water and, and a lot yeah. of pool sessions and um yeah it was you completed that i did i completed the rot nest in february 2016 and um that year went on oh, well i was invited to make up numbers i guess for a um, relay team to swim the english channel oh, so gosh. yeah so that was um well, that that's was a little bit cool. further than rot nest look yes and no <laughs> i mean the it's about 32 k's across mm -hmm. to um, from Dover to well, yeah, from Dover to the other side to, to France. Yeah. Um, but in a relay, you swim an hour, and then you have a break, and and basically the team rotates, and yeah. you, you keep the same um, order, and you just swim for an hour. And it, I mean, it's quite challenging, you know, to get out, stay warm, and then jump back in again. Mm. So it has its challenges, but as far as distance goes, um, for me, I basically did two hours. Right. So yeah. you know, because we had six in our in our relay team, you know, obviously if you've got four, it's a lot more challenging, and you know, the lower the numbers, the, the tougher it is. But we had six, and um, I had two swims. But it was a great experience. Yeah. It was fantastic. We did we crossed in thirteen hours God, I think it was something like thirteen hours eleven, which is oh. yeah, reasonable. Yeah. And um, we had a fantastic day. Like it was flat calm, it was warm, oh. the sun was out. Beautiful. So we really had a lovely time and a good experience. Yeah. You know, um, it's not always like that as <laughs> as I found out later. But um yeah, it was um it was good fun. And mm. you know, I can remember jumping in my very first hour. And it was that whole thing of, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm actually swimming the English Channel. And it was, it was pretty exciting. Surreal. It was, it mm. was, it was, you know, and I never thought I would do anything like that. Um, and certainly not, well, it was less than a year from when I actually started open water swimming. <laughs> Gosh, you didn't really give yourself much opportunity to, to not do it, I suppose. You just went, okay, and then Look, I think I was know. totally naive. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So your motivation for swimming was for yourself, but also you had a, a goal, a fundraising goal as well. Look, I did. Um, so I was treated for multiple meningiomas and I had a craniotomy, so... Um, so I had three tumours taken out and, and they were benign, so um, sort of that, that was good. There's three tumours there, but they're not causing any problems. But um, funny enough, this is Paran Pool is where I actually came after surgery to, I guess, you know, get fit and, and um, yeah, recuperate. So swimming at, at Paran, you know, jump in and swim for an hour to an hour and a half. And, and absolutely loved it um, and I'd be here actually about this time of the day mm -hmm. and it was just great and um, yeah put my earphones on listen to music and just swim um, 
So like a mental rehab oh, and a physical rehab totally, together. Totally, totally. And, you know, I couldn't drive, so I'd get the train and walk here and swim yeah. for an hour and catch the train back. And and then um, eventually when I, you know, was up to walking, I'd walk to the gym and swim around inside Brighton Baths. Oh, right. Because it was safe and I yes. yeah, wasn't going out of the oh, baths. Oh, yes. Yeah, you'd have to have somebody yeah. to keep an eye on you in case you had yeah. a fit or something. Is that what would be happening? Well, I guess if I was outside the baths, I'd no one to keep an eye on me. And even, you know, even then I'd just say to the, the, the Brighton Baths, you know, I was fairly sensible and I knew, you know, if I was going to have any seizures or anything but you know I didn't have too many after you have some surgery. kind of warning yeah. feelings yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I or yeah. something like that yeah so um yeah so that's how I started swimming I guess and, and like I said when I got to the baths and got invited out to to swim it was like yeah okay I can do this oh, was good on you yeah. then of course it led to more swims more distance yes um and when I finished the relay, the pilot of our boat suggested that maybe I could do a solo English Channel swim. So I booked in for two years' time, and mm. um, 2018, so this year, I swam solo. Wow. So there's a lot of training, a lot of swims that we did. Um, of course, had another go at Rottnest yes. in 2018, but um, a great white decided oh. to visit us at the 12k mark. So. Unfortunately, had to jump out. Not the best swimming companion. No. <laughs> oh, look, I, I didn't see the, the said shark, but um, apparently someone did. Um, but well, yeah. they would have planes, wouldn't they? I don't think spotters? there were any planes that time, but oh, I think he okay. went sort of swam up to somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the story goes, or the rumour goes. But um, anyway, needless to say, we all had to get out, and, and yeah. that was the. Um, disqualification as soon as you touch the boat of course. So that was a bit a bit sad um, but it was yeah I mean Rottnest is always a, a great swim and very iconic and yeah hundreds of people hundreds of boats yeah. and uh, yeah a lot of a lot of fun. Like to do the Rottnest swim? For me it took uh, eight and a half hours oh, um, goodness, that was my first time. one and that I remember I got to the 10k mark and thought I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I'd never swum more than four and a half k, so it was all very, yeah. very new. Awesome. Yeah, so I attempted the um, Rottnest in 2016, two th which was successful. 2018, pulled out um, by sharks. But a month later, I went to another 20k swim in New Zealand, which was Waiheke Island, uh -huh. to the mainland. And uh -huh. um, it's very unplanned, um, not like Rottnest at all. Um, where you sort of basically raise funds for the um, Westpac helicopter, and oh, okay. that's all. You, that's your entrance fee. Yeah. Um, so you raise five hundred dollars, and, and you're in sort of thing. Um, and they like you to have a support boat, um, otherwise you shear. Right. And they like, and I think you've got to have a kayaker. So um, I found a kayaker from goodness knows where. Yeah. And um, found a support boat, and um, off I went. And and that was beautiful swimming. Instead of swimming with great whites, we swam with the orcas. Wow. Which was pretty amazing. That yeah. would be incredible. Yeah. I'd love to see some aerial footage or something of yeah. that. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. Look, yeah. The, the thing with that swim is there are actually only 13 solo swimmers. So it's very right. low key. I think it's only about, um, I think it's about third year that they'd run it. And the weather's so unpredictable. They had one year that it was really blowing a gale. Mm. Whereas we had pretty good conditions. And you have a bit of tide pushing oh, okay. you at some stage yep. and yeah it was just lovely and you're just oh. swimming 
past islands and yeah, yeah it's really it's real it's a lovely <laughs> lovely swim. Yeah, yeah. As New Zealand is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was and yeah, the orcas I didn't see the orcas, they were on the other side of my kayaker. I just oh. found out at my next half hour feed that yeah. they were on the other side and oh. swimming with us, our little Amazing. babies and yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I got photos but I didn't see them. Because you're actually from New Zealand, aren't I'm a you? Key, yes. I am a Kiwi, been here for about eight years. Oh, okay. Um, and in fact, yeah, there, there were little events, you know, one and a half, two and a half K events, and there was a four and a half K swim from Rangitoto to St Helier's Beach, which I swam once, once or twice, and, and you know, it was a big thing for me then, yeah. whereas now it's a training swim. <laughs> <laughs> As one of my training swims for the English Channel this year, um, girlfriend and I went across and it was about 13 degrees okay. so you know four degrees warmer mm. which makes at a the difference but yeah, yeah, <laughs> not indeed. at the same yeah at the same time of year so and you know during midwinter for me swimming an hour and a half was about it and nine degrees whereas over there we did you know we swam for um, four hours right. um, each Saturday and Sunday um, which was really really good training you know prior to and that was in August and I swam the English Channel in September, so it was really good training. So tell us about the English Channel swim, <laughs> Denise, this right. year. Yeah, well, um, I spent, well, most of the year, well, the year, this year was really about training for my September swim, so, so I averaged... So you had a two-year lead-up Yeah, swim, and I was... This was your goal, yep. yeah. so, you know, whilst I was swimming steadily for two years, I ramped it up yep. from January, and I was swimming 35Ks a week. Mm -hmm. and um, got to sort of swim on a Sunday, you know, 10k set, and, and in, in winter it was 10k's in the pool, mm -hmm. whereas if, you know, during the summer it was in the bay. Um, so yeah, went, went to um, swim, the, well, was meant to swim the 15th of September this year. Um, so I, I knew that when I got to the Samphire Ho, which is the beginning, that I would um, have trained yeah, done everything I needed to do to, to be able to swim across the channel. Felt pretty confident. You know, you can never be overly confident, but felt that I'd done everything I could yeah. do. And the rest was, um, I guess, the level of the gods. But um, so I was meant to swim on the 15th of September, and which is uh, which is the week of a neat tide. And neat tide is the best um, tide to swim on for solo swimmers. Right. Um, the spring tide is a little bit faster. So you've got a neat tide and then a spring tide for a week and then a neat tide, spring tide, so it just sort of um, mm -hmm. alternates. And um, in fact, when we did the relay, we swam on a spring tide, which you can do right. um, when you're only in there for an hour. So the week of the 15th was, was terrible, um, which meant that we had to swim the next week in the spring tide. And my pilot said, look, as long as the weather conditions are good, you know, calm, not too windy, you'll be fine. Right. So. I was originally number one swimmer for the neat tide, but once we moved to the next week, I was sort of bumped back behind the other people that were signed up for that week. Right. That's how it works. So there's a relay in front of me. So they went um, first, and then I got the call up to swim, and the idea was that the conditions were looking pretty good, mm -hmm. pretty calm. So I rocked up to St. Far, well, got on the boat and we went to St. Far Ho and my swim started at quarter to midnight. Right. And the conditions were okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. not perfect, but they were okay. And um, jumped in and swam 
in the dark for six or so hours. Yeah. <laughs> and given that I'd only had that one, one or two swims oh, in the you dark. I hadn't done any more I did, at I, night. Well, I'd done another solstice swim. Yep. But that's it. Like <laughs> that's it. Wasn't, a, wasn't a, like a regular no, part of your no, training. No. But I guess with my headset, it was like, well, you know, what's the difference, day or night? The only thing is at night you can't see as well. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, swimming in the dark was not a, not really a big thing for me. It was like, yeah, okay, just suck it up sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the only thing I found was that I wasn't used to it. So I had a spotlight on on me, which I found a bit disconcerting because I couldn't really see anyone on the boat. But oh, it didn't worry yes, me. It was just yes. like, oh, yeah, okay, ready. Yeah. So I was sort of forever trying to nudge myself in front of the boat a little bit <laughs> so that I didn't have to look at the spotlight. Mm. But... Um, anyway, when the sun came up, it was really Free, lovely. Yeah, yeah and um, and sort of managed to actually enjoy um, the being out in the channel. And actually, there was a moment where I I, I actually did stop and think, wow, yeah. you know. And um, a friend, Paul Hoffman, said, don't forget to enjoy it. And oh, nice. and um, and that, I certainly did that. But unfortunately, about eight hours in, um, the gale force wind came. <laughs> Yeah, and um, so then I was sort of wind against tide swimming, so it was quite rough conditions, um, certainly not ideal. Um, And the spring tide, (laughs) as it turned out, happened to be a very, very strong spring tide, and and it was almost a bit freak um, as far as even the pilot said later, I don't know where that water came from, but it was very fast. So we got sort of taken quite quite a long way north. Oh, no. Yeah, so basically when I got closer to um, closer to France, um, normally you'd aim for um, Wissant or, or somewhere south of Calais, but I was taking quite a fa- way north, almost heading for Belgium at one stage. <laughs> I do like chocolate, but you know. So I was heading, heading what was sort of hovering around Calais and um, it was oh, about two o'clock in the afternoon, channels. yeah, mm. and it was really, really busy. And the French authorities really just didn't want to play ball. So um, oh. I spent about 40 minutes basically swimming slowly um, yeah. and treading water. Um, oh, really? And in fact, there were a group of about this four after of us. How long? Have oh, you been so in after the about water? 15 hours, <gasps> 16, 15 and a half hours swimming, I was then told to slow down. Yeah. And um, and tread water. And I know that there were about three other swimmers around me. Right. And so they were, well, one of the, one of the guys I found out later was just swimming round and round his boat. Oh, God. <laughs> so I sort of was treading water and going slow and, and um, the French authorities basically just wouldn't let us swim across the, um, the, the shipping lane. The um, lane I mean, they, yeah. did, they actually did give us an opportunity, but it was something like 15 minutes to swim one and a half Ks and it just, I mean, even at my best, I would never swim that speed. No. So, you know. I mean, that's maybe for the first 10 minutes you yeah. could do that one. Well, not, not even, after not even that. Hours. Yeah, not even that. So, yeah, so basically that wasn't, that really wasn't realistic. So no. then it was like, okay, well, what, what now? Um, so we were told to swim towards the breakwater, which at the time my pilot said, I don't even know whether that'll be ratified because. The rules of, of Channel Swimming Association is that you can't have water on the other side of where you land. So basically, you, you really need to land on a beach. Yes, yes. So anyway, I started to swim towards the breakwater, which was not far away. 
into a tide, very strong tide, oh. and I stopped and sort of said, am I making any progress? And pretty much no. Um, it was a strong tide, and then I thought that I'd had asthma for a number of hours, oh. but then I realised that actually it was really bad asthma, well, oh. so I thought, so and I, I really, really just, yeah, to yeah I was struggling to breathe, and I thought, oh, okay, well, this isn't working too well, and, and I basically said, look, I actually can't get there, and it's 50 metres to, to the front oh, water. Oh, no, how yeah. Yeah. And 50 I said, metres? Two minutes, yeah. Oh my gosh, so like we're looking at 50 metres here yeah, now. Yeah, oh so that's God. how far I was <laughs> to the breakwater. And I just said to my support crew and pilot, I said, I can't make it. I just yeah. can't get there. I said, I can't swim to the tide. And Because you were against that force of the I was tide, against the yeah. force and I you know, clearly wasn't well. Um, mm. I just didn't realise until I started to swim that last bit how unwell I was. Right. So... I got, yeah, we all agreed that every, you know, it was time to get out. Um, yeah. And I guess I, I, I guess I was realistic. It's like, I just can't get there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. any more complicated than that. Yeah. Whereas everyone on the boat apparently was in tears. I'm like, well, you know, um, I just can't get there. So, so I jumped in the boat and yeah. um, realised that I wasn't that well. And, and so <laughs> it was a very quick trip back to to Dover, um, mm. at an ambulance waiting for me when I oh, got there, really? and um, yeah, taken to hospital and um, spent the first night in ICU and oh, um, really? yeah, and I had pneumonia. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, um, six days in hospital. Hence the lack of breathing ability. Yeah, yeah, it explained everything. Wow. So um, yeah, that wasn't. Um, I guess that wasn't ideal, but um, you know it. These things happen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and maybe there's a little bit of a sub stubborn streak there, but um, I've signed up to do it again. Oh, <laughs> so I've just actually found a spot in August with um, Stuart, my who, yes. with Sea Leopard, who's a fabulous pilot. So it's like eight months, nine months away. Yeah, so um, it's back to training. Wow. Yeah, so um, I've, I've kept up, you know, have been swimming quite a bit since I got back. Yeah. But um, it's time to, to pick it up and, and mm. you know, really start to get those kilometres, you know, going. But I'm also, uh, I'm doing a couple of things differently at the moment. I'm doing sort of a bit, a bit of running, a bit of, a bit of walking. Just running. overall fitness. Yeah, just yeah. doing a bit of cross training at this stage. And then in January, yeah. I'll just get, you know, more open water swims and... Yeah, oh, so it's, um, I'm quite excited, I am excited about it, you know, I really did, you know, despite getting sick, I did enjoy it, <laughs> in a weird sort of way. Well, and here's hoping that this, this swim is a success, because, yeah, you, yeah it will be. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you definitely yeah, deserve it, yeah. you've been through a lot. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Um, it's something to aim for, I mean, you know, it's good to keep fit, and, oh, and exactly. you know, there is something about swimming in, in the open water that is therapeutic. What do your family think about this? My husband wasn't meant to be on the boat, but he was, right. um, as it turned out, because I had to swim a different week, so my original um, crew had to leave Dover. Mm -hmm. So I sort of said to my husband, Have it, you, know, you, you know, you'll need to be on the boat. And, um, and it, it, he said at one stage he thought that, yeah, we should have. I should have got out, 
but he, he, he knew, he knows how determined I am, so right. he just sort of, yeah, went with it, and he was amazing support. In fact, <laughs> for half an hour he had this rant of, you know, I could see what, you know, I could see him very animated on the boat, yes. you know, you can do this, da da da. The funny thing is I had earplugs and I couldn't hear a thing he said. <laughs> it was hilarious. So he's, Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's extremely supportive, and when I said I want to do it again, he, he totally got that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's and, good. and my mum's super proud, even though I didn't get there. And, oh, fantastic. Um, and she's sort of like, okay, I can see that you've you've got to do that um, again. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That's what's propelling you, that people yeah. believe in you, and yeah. that's yeah. fantastic. So I've got to get my crew together for, for next year's swim in August yeah. and um, do it all again. The, the week that I had um, planned, I had some really close friends um, mm. that were over, um, a couple from UK and, and from NZ that were over, but given that I spent the second week I had to call in a different crew yeah um so your husband so yes I dragged my husband on he <laughs> wasn't meant to my girlfriend Gabby and um my girlfriend's son and then I had um the amazing supporter Tracy Clark who is a Kiwi right um and no she's relation? no relation she doesn't have an E <laughs> and um she was fabulous absolutely fabulous so she's swum the channel and she's got her own um swimming coaching um school going on in the UK now um, okay. but she she was amazing absolutely oh. brilliant so you know without any of them I wouldn't have got as far as I did yeah um, well it seems like quite common story you know these are individual pursuits but they oh. don't work without no. multiple people no no exactly exactly yeah. and you know Stuart's an amazing pilot so all of those together um, were fabulous and um, yeah and they and they care you know I mean, yeah. I was lucky they came to visit me in hospital, which was really, really <laughs> lovely. Um, and, you know... They didn't just send you a text? No, no. And in fact, the whole community, Channel Swimming Association was amazing. Oh, you know, they were sending great. me emails of support yeah. and whatnot. And in fact, you know, social media went absolutely crazy. All these people that I've never met before oh, <laughs> were yeah. suddenly messaging me and, and oh, you know, the wider community, you know, global community is just incredible, yeah. um, along with the people I swim with back in Melbourne. So, yeah, it was oh. it was actually, you know, in a, in a weird way, it was a great experience. Oh, but, that's um, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, otherwise with your um, brain health, that's yeah, all good. All, all good, all yeah. good. Oh, um, fantastic. You know, I'll, I'll know if there is anything wrong. I, I visit the neurosurgeon once a year, so... Um, yeah keep that in check but um yeah. and I know that you were doing um a fundraising campaign with a five thousand dollar goal yeah are you still is that still look going? I've just closed it off and I got I got close to my five thousand mm. dollars um but it, for me it was just having a cause to swim for you yes. know brain foundation you know we all have people that we know that have either had a stroke or tumors so what is it the brain foundation it, they they basically um are about research Right. So, um, and certainly for what I have, multiple meningiomas, it's a little bit rare. It's it's common to have a meningioma, which yes. is one tumour, benign, but to have multiple was a bit rare. So, you know, there's there's a lot we don't know about the brain. So it's yeah. good to, to get some research. Um, and you know, even though it's only a, a small amount of money, everything counts. Yeah, it does. Oh no, well yeah. done. Yeah. So well it was done. Good, good to good and to do that. Yeah, if people can sort of help support you and then support a bigger picture yeah. cause, that's all. That's really exactly. Good. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Denise. Thanks, Jane. It's and, been um, nice to sit here and, and watch all these 
fantastic. Yeah, it's got a bit busier since it has, been here. It has, it has. Yeah. And there's all styles and, you know, it's, swimming community is great, you know. It is. So it's, um, yeah. Thank you for allowing me to share my little story. Oh, that's terrific. Okay, well, thanks very much and um, enjoy your day. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. For further information on this podcast or to subscribe, please go to our website at behindthegogglespodcast.com.